Woo! Yeah. That's right. Fuck me. Yeah. It's in stereo. Can't you believe that? Now my ears are fucking ringing. Oh. Damn. Okay, wipe it up. Let's wipe it up. I need a drink. Not of booze, but of crisp apple ice. Yeah. It's great. You want to drink me too, baby? All right. I'm not Missy Elliott. All right. Good evening. Welcome to my show, the Dr. Zeus Podcast. I wish it was performance. You know, a few hecklers. Oh, God, my ears. So I was thinking of, you know, past and present. And how in the present I pat backs. One time I was patting backs. I'm not going to say what I do for a living. Maybe I'm a massage therapist. I don't know. Um, one time I was patting back, and I and I felt like Tori Amos does when she's when she's playing the two keyboards at the same time. I thought, oh fuck, my arms hurt, you know. And and at that moment, I thought, oh, you know, you get paid. It's Tori Amos Bliss. This is Tori Amos Bliss, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean we're not really gonna dive into that. You know, I I've always liked Tori Amos. She's like a baby that Kate Bush had with Liberace. Add a vibrator and some dildos, and you have Tori Amos. I mean, you know, Saturday Night Live really did some great parodies of her. You know, where she's writhing around on the piano because that's what she does. You know. I mean, it's Cornflake Girl. And if you find out what Cornflake Girl actually is about, then you're like, oh, fuck. The things I used to do to that song. I have a friend who used to perform to that song. And it's like, whoa, that's intense. Um, recently, I was talking to some friends who were talking about how dirty San Francisco is. If you don't know, in California, we call it the Bay Area. The Yay Area, yeah. And I said, no, not if there's a rainbow. Because if there's a rainbow, you know that part of town is clean with a capital douche. You could lick off the sidewalk. They could throw popcorn and and that's your plate, you know. Plus, it also helps. To have a place called the Hot Cookie. I don't know if you've ever been there. They have these cookies shaped very naughty. I remember once some friends and I, we were eating a chocolate cock. We really were. It had like coconut inside, balls and everything. I forget. Okay, so we were in the hotel room. We're all hanging out. And I would get hungry and they would get hungry. And I was in really good shape then. So I was like, oh, you know, I can't overdo it. And I remember they said to me, <clears throat> if you're hungry, you can always have the cock. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's true. I don't remember what happened to the balls. I think at one point they either got bit off or, you know, it was it was a whole Lorena Bobbitt kind of scenario with chocolate. And I tell people that and they're like, ew, coconut. I said, yeah, but you don't understand it adds something to it, you know, something special. And they're looking at me like, 
Have you lost your mind? You know, this is the Dr. Seuss podcast. I'm really getting tired of format. And let's talk about the news. (coughs) Because the news just sucks. Every night, I try not to do it. You know, I have kind of a crush on David Muir. And I turn it on and I'm like, I'm not going to watch it tonight. Oh my god, I missed it. I should have fucking watched it. And then I'm realizing, no, because it's just bad news. You know, nobody's getting banged in a good way. You know, and it's just snow and guns and politics and a big old fat orange man who likes to get on Twitter. And, you know, I love how people say to me when I, you know, I tell other people and they'll say, well, that's your opinion. And it's like a big stinger. Yeah, it's my fucking opinion. I I agree, but my opinions are not bad. My opinions do not come from a place of I fucking hate all of that. (laughs) No. I'm an educated man, and I know the value and the power of my opinion. And if I say that friends fucking sucks, it sucks. It sucks. I tried to watch friends. I couldn't laugh. I was just like, My face looked like Nicole Kidman's after five rounds of Botox. And hey, and I love Nicole Kidman. The Hours is such a fucking crazy movie. And I have a theory. She won't win awards now because of the Botox, maybe. Because if you watch The Hours, her face looks so different than now. Probably because she didn't have a lot of makeup on. And the Botox was not flowing. You know, when you win an Academy Award... That's your credit card to Botox City. Hey, I just want to ask her. Oh, you want some Botox? You know, it's a, and it's a discount. You know? I don't want it. I love it. Ooh. Here's my theory. And this is not sexist. I think women are beautiful. You know? I think it works better for women than it does men. When a man does it, it's kind of like... <coughs> What's the point? He could do it on his balls, maybe, and they won't sweat, you know? I don't know. Some balls don't just don't taste good after that, you know? Oh, I just shot my nutsack up with some Botox. Oh, God. Put it away. You know? I mean, what? You want to keep it in a baggie for a week? Fuck. The Dr. Zeus podcast is brought to you by Wednesday, but it could be Thursday. I don't know. Because tomorrow... Yeah, it's kind of like a Friday, shall we say? I don't know. Um, <coughs> I love sending people fun shit. I know some of you are so scared of Instagram. You're so scared of it. You know, and oh, you know, I don't know. What the fuck? I'm so scared of it. But then you see these really great things that I sent my friend, which is Chris Hemsworth on the cover of, um, what is it? Let me look at it. She and I, we, uh, so many of my friends, men, women, we all love Chris, Chris Hemsworth for different reasons. You know, some the same. He's on the cover of Men's Health. It says King Chris. Oh, I mean, all four covers. It's just like, damn. You know, and my friend says, oh, he's married. 
his wife is a lucky wife. And then at the same time, he's lucky because he's married to a Latina. And I'm opening my shirt as I say that. You know, you can't see me doing it. That's why maybe I should be on stage. Latina! The cleavage just flows. The Spanish. Ah, roll the tongue. Chris, come over here, motherfucker. You know, like I'm Sama Hayek, you know. Oh, God, I love her. <laughs> you know, and I and I love how people say, oh, but wait a minute. Don't you go the other way? I can still love Sama Hayek. Come on. I was telling, we were talking about culture. And everyone wants to change the accent. Get it rid of it. Assimilate. You know, kind of like how Tom Brokaw fucking wants us Hispanics to assimilate. Fuck you, Tom Brokaw. Fucking greatest fucking generation. Not anymore. Racist piece of shit. Anyway, go back to Montana. Um, but I've always loved Sama Hayek because she never changed who she was. She never tried to change who she was. She left Mexico. Because she has said that the film industry in Mexico at the time, I don't know about now, was not very strong. And she was a soap star, you know, uh, and she came over here and she had to start over. You know, she got a small role in a gangster film, Mi Vida Loca. I think that was what it was called. Not Ricky Martin story. Um And um, You know um, People would say to her Lose the accent She didn't lose the accent And then you look at what she did When she played Frida Kahlo Frida Kahlo Madonna wanted to play Madonna wants to play everything that's Mexican I mean, if you saw the La Isla Bonita video, she wanted to be Mexican. And as a kid, I was like, you're not Mexican. I'm half, yes, but still, you're not Mexican, Madonna. Go Vogue somewhere else. You know, if you want to, you know, it, it's, you know, it's like gay for pay. It's cute for a little while. And then it's like, mm, we need a real one. We need someone who actually is gracious when they take something up their butt and not like, oh, they just stuck a Mariana up there. Oh, God, it hurts. You know, versus those who are like, damn, I think I just got some, you know. Um, but I don't hate on Madonna. I'm, she's not a great actress. I love how people defend her. And that's cute. You know, I'm a Madonna fan, too. Oh, she hasn't been given the right opportunities. She's been given those opportunities. She can't act. Even she admits that. Evita, it was different. It was all music. It was all singing. Oprah loved it. When Oprah loves it, you can pee-pee on the floor all you want. And someone gets a baggie and distributes it, you know, and it's Madonna piss, you know. Because have I spoken too much? There's nothing more I could think of to say to you. Copyright. Um, but no, I don't hate on Madonna. It's just kind of like, let's get, let's get real. Let's get real. And then they're like, well, you know, that Lady Gaga, 
well, she did train with at the Strasbourg Institute, so... And Madonna, you know, she trained too. And it ended up in, you know, Penthouse Magazine. But that's a different story, you know? And I'm not hating on her for that, you know? <coughs> I've already seen her boobs in uh, Truth or Dare. <coughs> God, this fucking cough. Motherfuckers cough on me all the time. Anyway... Um, where were we going with this? I don't even know. It's the Dr. Zeus podcast. You know, last night I talked about Tarantino. I felt it could have done a better job having a round table, but I don't have PBS money. If I did, I would get a big table, invite everyone over. We would drink and we would talk about Tarantino until fucking four in the morning. Pizza. You know, um, I still haven't seen Reservoir Dogs. That's why I didn't talk about it. Or The Hateful Eight. I could watch them back to back, but I'm not staying inside all day long for that. (coughs) But I will say that Tarantino. For years, I would always kind of say, oh, I'm going to go to film school just to like make myself sound important. When then I started to realize, oh, wait a minute. You don't have to go to film school to do that. He didn't. Just get yourself a camera and shoot that shit. And I learned to do that. I remember I would do YouTube videos and those were eh, just me about me. And then um, I started doing videos for people's birthdays, you know, social media. And I thought, you know, let's embarrass them a little. Let's put some silly ass shit in there and one year I made a birthday video for my friend that was like five minutes long and he and he worked as an editor for a very well known company I'm not going to say who <coughs> but I'm sure money for nothing anyway um, that's a hint hint right there he'd love that but I'm not going to say because I love him and you know god he's a hot motherfucker But that's not why we're friends. We're friends because we're both crazy. We're both hot. I mean, come on. I'm not going to toot my own horn right now, but... And when he speaks, he should be doing this right now, to be honest with you. He should be having a podcast. He has a voice that is just like, whoa. That is his calling right there. I know he thinks it's photography, and he's a great photographer. But his voice, he could read me books and I would listen to them. He could read me the brave little train that went up the hill and fell down. And I would listen to it, you know. But I remember I did these videos for him. And he was impressed because of my editing. Because it was so kind of like bare bones. Because I opened the video with this cat that he had. And then I put Joan Crawford's voice in it, you know, where and um, Mildred Pierce, where she, her daughter slaps her, and she's like, "Get your things out of this house before I kill you, Vita," you know. And he liked that. And then it was just all these different things, like a strip club. There's a really great part. Um, this is before YouTube or YouTube. A Facebook started cracking down on copyright because I would put songs in there, you know. Now I have to put it on YouTube. Um, 
<coughs> so there's like I found a scene from Weeds where um Kevin, what's his name? Not Sorbo. That's Hercules. Um, but you know who I'm talking about, Doug from Weeds. And he's like handsome, lean, and he looks at Silas and he's like, You suck dick, Silas. And I put that in there, and then it segues into It's My Party. Um and it shows all these guys up there dancing, you know. He loved that, you know. It was his birthday. And he's a Gemini, so I put that in there. You know, all these famous people that were born the same day as him. I only got a few. But, you know, it is what it is. <coughs> and you bathe in this cocktail that is yourself. It's fucking funny. It's fucking funny. And also, you know, I get misinterpreted all the time. People think that I'm not this, I'm not that, or oh, that I don't care. And they're misinformed. And I have to have other people say to me, oh, so-and-so thinks you do that because you're dirty. Oh, no. I don't think so. But whatever, you know, it's kind of funny. You want to have your perception of me? That's fine. It's like Kurt Cobain said about the songs from Nevermind. (coughs) It's your soap opera. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. It is what it is for you. And I'm ripping my shirt open as I say that for you. You know, look at that cleavage. No, not yet. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, I admit, you know, I want to work on my body so I can make myself wet. It's not about other. Oh, it's so hot. I want to make myself go down. That's that's my goal. You know, my temple. You know what I mean? My country, tis of thee. <coughs> God, I need some Dimetap or something. Is that cough medicine? When someone mentions pecs, I go into like my sweet place, and I'm like, "Oh, really? Tell me more." You know, pop pump, pop pump, pop pump. I remember the first time I watched Pumping Iron, and I was just like, "Damn, why didn't I watch this when I was younger?" Oh yes, because. Someone would hog the VCR. And, you know, it's not like I can... I didn't... Well, no. <coughs> I take that back. I had a VCR when I was about 13 in my bedroom. I could have put it in there, you know. Because, I, you know, for years as a kid, I remember watching Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I've talked about this before, thinking, damn, I want that kind of body. Not so much in a desirable way, but I was just like, whoa. I feel... One with that. And I remember I went outside, found some... I didn't find any camo. I put, like, green paint on me or, like, mud and walked through the the orchard with no shirt on. Like, oh, yeah. You know? I mean, I probably was nine or ten. I don't know what I was feeling, but it felt good, you know? (laughs) It is what it is, people. It is the Dr. Zeus podcast. I don't know where Mr. Texas is. You know, I do want to talk about when people get complicated, like when, you know, I've, I've been working all day. I feel like I should be saying, ah, but working on the road, not really, but I was, I've been working. So, you know, when you have some unexpected guests, well, others didn't think they were unexpected and told me and I went, oh, great, great. 
And you know, here's the thing with this. <coughs> I don't forget. And when you diss me, it stays with me. Unless you're going to fucking apologize. Motherfucker never did. Never did. And then you continue your little stream of BS. So the way I'm going to interpret that is, oh, okay, then I'm going to be standoffish. I'm just going to let you sit there and dig your own grave. And you did, you know, with your whatever, you know, it's one prescription away, baby. Um, or I could take it from six feet under. I love what Joanna Cassidy said when um, her brother-in-law delivers this eulogy. The husband has died, and Joanna Cassidy is playing this this shrink. She's so brilliant. Um, Margaret Chenoweth, and she's the mother to um, Rachel Griffins and Jeremy Sisto. So she's like, um. You know, uh, the brother-in-law goes up to her and says, you know, um, thank you for having me, Margaret. Oh, thanks. The poem was beautiful. You did your duty. You can now get the fuck out of here. And he and the and the son is like, Mom, oh, please, Billy. Your Uncle Marvin came here for his own complicated reasons. He's going to have his own complicated response. Now you did your duty, Marv. You can now get the fuck out of here. And then she's like, he never forgave your father for being a success or for giving up Hanukkah. Yeah, shit like that. So when you come at me and you're, you know, years ago, give me your complicated BS. You're going to get your own complicated response from me because I don't put up with that shit. I just shut my mouth and I watch. And I watch. I've learned to just shut the fuck up and watch. V like this, you know, not a voyeur. Because then, you know, oh, God, God forbid people hear that. Oh, my God. Is that like from that movie? No. Look it up. Now I sound like Madonna. Look it up. That's the last person I want to sound like. I mean, I have a lot of respect for her. But like I've said, and, and you know, this goes back to people, you know, when, when someone burns you like that Ever since she said Gaga was reductive I was just like Psh, Psh, You dug your own grave honey And you look at it Seven years later She has dug her own grave Lady Gaga is now nominated For an Academy Award Madonna is maybe Putting the finishing touches on Yet another top 20 hit Album Not a number one because you know it's it's just it doesn't it doesn't hit the floor that good anymore. The last time she put out a good album, in my opinion, was Confessions on the Dance Floor. Cuz I remember being in college and we played that album. We played it from Los Angeles all the way back. We played it from school all the way back. We would we were drinking and playing it, you know, uh time goes by you know it's like shit okay this is 2006 you know 
and I wanted to see her on tour. But, you know, going to see Madonna and getting good seats is like going to buy a car. You might as well just buy the car because your your bets are off. You know, you're just going to see her. I refuse to see her in nosebleed. This, she looked like a tiny little ant, you know? No. I did see Metallica nosebleed, but thankfully we moved, like I've said, to the Bud Light area. And then they didn't look like tiny ants anymore. It was like you could almost touch Metallica. And then the, the flames come up, you know, the pyrotechnics. <coughs> because when you're a band who's been doing it since 1981... You have to continue to have pyrotechnics, even though you're watching it and saying to your friend, damn, I hope the drummer didn't like singe your hair. Because if you look at how close those flames were and we could feel those flames, just imagine what the drummer's feeling. And then it take, you take it back a notch to Terminator 2. And when Linda Hamilton, I'm so glad they're making another one. When Linda Hamilton says, you know, on August 27th, it's going to feel pretty fucking real to you, too. Anybody who's not wearing two million pounds of sunblock is going to have a bad day. Get it? I thought, oh, yeah, you're right. So Lars Ulrich of Metallica was probably wearing about two billion pounds of sunblock. A little, a little bit of, you know, Vaseline. Because, you know, Metallica are very hairy. They're very hairy. And I mean that not just in their facial hair, but they're very, you know, it's heavy metal. This is not, you know, Ariana Grande Latte, you know, with a, with a side order of donut. Uh, Pete went, or not Pete. What's his name? The SNL guy? I don't know. The one who, the one who pissed off that, the veteran, um. That's, he's a hot-looking veteran. He's got that patch. I got. I'll give you a patch. Fuck. But you know, I don't come here to do that right now. No, it's the Doctor Zeus podcast, and I'm not rambling. This is part of the show. You know, if you listen to the Tarantino episode last night, the shows are just gonna get funner. I, you know, I'm taking this. I'm taking this fucking shit on the road. You know what I mean? I'm bringing out all the characters. Someone said to me oh, when they heard my show, have you ever thought of doing acting? Oh, yeah, I studied it, you know, because I have all these different seances that I can perform, you know, and I love the interface. But sometimes it's just like when you're setting that interface up, it's like putting on um, the saddle to a horse. And I've only ridden a horse a couple of times. Not my cup of tea. I rode one when I was maybe about five or six. And it was the neighbor's horse. That scared the shit out of me. Oh, and I remember it too. Because it's like going up this hill and it doesn't stop. And then they're screaming at me, say, whoa, whoa. I'm just a little kid. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And I remember years later, we went to this park. And I... I rode a pony. I think, yeah, it was a pony. His name was Blue. Beautiful. I mean, everyone else got, I think, the horse or the miniature horse. And I got the pony. I thought, okay, I'll go with the pony, you know. Pony Express. But 
it's like putting a saddle on. I used to, you know, or working out. With working out, I loved doing it. But then it's like, oh, God, now I got to drink this nasty ass um, pre-workout. Because the pre-workout, I love how the, oh, but it tastes so great. It doesn't. It always tastes bad. You drink it and you're like, oh, God. But then it gives you these, you know, endorphins. Like, and then you're working out and you've got all this energy. You know, I did learn not to take pre-workout before work in the afternoon. One time I took it and I was and I was new to driving. Maybe it's because I was new to driving. I think that's why. And and this is the honest truth. But see, you can't tell the DMV this because they're not going to listen. They have you on that camera running the red light or the, the turn light. That's what it was. And I love how they say, oh, you want to watch the video again? No, that's fine. That's fine. Because I don't know. I think I had taken too much. And it does. It does mess with your head because then you're in the zone. Your endorphins are opening up and you've worked out. And I shouldn't have gone to work that day. And I remember I worked out and then I got in the car to go to work. This was years. This was about 10 years ago. (laughs) And I thought I stopped at the red, you know, because it's a turn. You can turn on the red. I thought I stopped or I didn't. I don't remember because I was so in the zone. So then I learned, okay, I should work out earlier in the morning, not close to going to work. Because then the pre-workout leaves your body. Because that shit is strong. You know, I remember when I first started doing it. (coughs) And it does. It feels like you're on drugs. And I know what that feeling's like. And it's not a pretty feeling. So then you have to take a little bit. You know, it's and some people, oh, I don't need pre-workout. I just drink my coffee. Yeah, but even that can make you jittery. You know, like, you know, like I'm Juan Valdez. I'm lifting the. Uh, it's it does not going to lift itself, bitch. You know, no. This is the Doctor Zeus podcast. It's brought to you by Get Illuminated. Okay, you know. For karma reasons, we're not going to do a cup of shutta. Because you know what? The news is already on its way. I'm just going to go up here. You know, this is like, this is like out of Zen Buddhism. You know? The, the other day, I have this like plasma thing that I light candles with. And I thought I had my hand in, or no, not my hand, but the plasma thing in the candle thing. And I accidentally plasmized myself. Doesn't sound too great, no. But you know, it's better than candles. And it, and it does its job, you know. And it's Amazon. But yeah, oh God, it was, it was, that was like an intense, you know, because um, I, I once touched an electrical fence when I was really little. Maybe that's why I'm the way I am. <laughs> and it was to keep the steers away and the queers. And <laughs> that's a little Texas joke. And um, uh, my dad caught me. And so I think later they told my grandparents, take that fence down. Because it was a dangerous fence. Because they, you know, they would tell us, don't. Lean on the fence. Well, when you're little, you know, you 
you just kind of forget things. And you're in the moment. Oh, look at that. Let's go pee in the toilet outside. Even though it's got plants in it. Oh, yeah. I was reminded of that. How my grandmother, (laughs) she had this like little toilet. And I think she was trying to grow something in it. Like a flower or something. And we all took turns taking a piss in it, you know. There's a toilet. That's what, what's it doing outside? Come on. <laughs> I think we killed the plant. Thankfully, nobody took a dump in it. <laughs> because then the plant maybe would have started to grow like a tomato. I don't know. It's, it's funny. This is the Dr. Seuss podcast. Um, I'm going to go and relax. Have yourself a cup of, you know what? And, um, unpleasant dreams.